Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. Hello, we're Hello. back for another grim, grim fairy tale. Hello. You know, one of my favorite uh, tales was Hansel and Gretel. Mm -hmm. Love it. It's As a, a kid, I just really was one. all like, oh, that'd be so great to yeah. have a candy house. And Who wouldn't want a candy um, house? Today, you guys are in for a real treat. But I'm bumped. Because... Um, in honor of the season, I am doing an adaptation of Grimm's Hansel and Gretel, and it is going to be Hansel and Gretel's Haunted Halloween. Awesome. I cannot wait. Well, it's going to be great. Well, you know, you still have to be an active participant. I, I see that. Holly, I've got my script. Sent you your script. Yep. I'm all set. All right. Here we go. There lived by a great dense forest, a little cottage where a poor lumberjack and his wife lived with their two kids. Hansel, the boy, was nine and his little sister Gretel was seven. I love the name Gretel. I know, so cute. That reminds me of um, uh, Sound of Music. Yeah, where little, Gretel little Gretel. I heard my With the fingers. chubby cheeks. Yeah. I always think of her. Anyway, they were generally a happy family, but this year a great famine was predicted. The winter was going to be severe, and the crops were spoilt with rot and a strange fungus. Although they still had provisions for warmth with a great store of firewood, the pantry was getting low. The season was turning, and the mornings had that crisp wind that announced the start of leaves falling from the orange and red trees. Good writing. It was autumn, and Hansel and Gretel were so excited about Halloween. They loved going out and selecting the perfect pumpkins to carve and dreamt of roasting pumpkin seeds to snack on by the fire. Little did they know their father was tossing and turning each night, worried about the upcoming winter and how they would all survive. He could not sell their firewood because he knew the severe winter meant they needed double what they usually had time to cut. They did have a few chickens, but their hens, for some strange reason, refused to lay eggs. Talking quietly with his wife late in the evening, he asked her advice on what she thinks they could do to prepare. Hmm, I have an idea, husband, said the wife. Tomorrow morning we shall take the children and all set out for the deepest part of the forest where we will build a nice campfire and leave them each a piece of bread while we go off to find more lumber to chop. They will soon grow tired of waiting for us and try to make their way back home, but will be lost and we can be rid of them. The husband was horrified by her suggestions and said, You are heartless. I could never leave my children alone in the forest. The wild animals will come and tear them to pieces. Well, then you're a fool, said the wife. We will all four starve to death and that is the worst way. An agonizing, slow, and painful death. I like the wife a lot. 
she's just a realist you know <laughs> she, she just gets down to business it's, it's me or them and it's gonna be them <laughs> yeah. after a few more nights of pestering the husband reluctantly agreed to the plan knowing that there would be no way their food would last all winter for them all Hansel and Gretel who were already feeling hungry from the meals getting smaller and smaller overheard the conversation one evening and Gretel cried out saying to Hansel I think we will starve to death or be left to die in the woods and to think I was just working on my Halloween costume. No worries, Gretel, don't cry. I will figure something out for us as I have heard several stories over the years about those woods. There are evil and good spirits that live among the wild animals and trees. Many are scared the woods are haunted, but there is also rumored to be a beautiful cottage covered in every delicious candy that you can imagine. If we could find that cottage, we would be saved and think of all the cupcakes and gumdrops you could eat. It would be the best Halloween ever. When the house was quiet and the moon shone full in the sky, Hansel put on his jacket and sneaked outside his home. White pebbles which lay in front of the cottage glistened like silver dimes in the moonlight. Hansel stooped down and gathered as many of the pebbles as his pockets could carry. He whispered a blessing to his sister who was sound asleep. Do not worry, little sister. God will watch over us. Hansel then returned to his bed and slept soundly until morning. The sun was not yet risen when his mother pinched his arm, waking him. Hansel and Gretel, get up, you lazy slugs. We are going out into the forest to fetch some more wood. Here, take this bit of bread, each of you. But do not eat it before dinner because you will get nothing else today. Gretel took the bread under her apron as Hansel's pockets were full of stones. They all then started walking together, but after just a short time, Hansel hung back and kept peeking around to look back at his home. His father asked, Hansel, what are you doing lagging behind? Hurry up and mind yourself. Oh, okay, father. I was just looking at my little white cat who was perched up on the rooftop saying goodbye to me. The wife said, Hansel, you are a fool. That is just the morning sunshine, which is bouncing off our chimney. Hansel had not been looking at a cat, but had been constantly tossing pebbles out of his pocket onto the path. Finally, they reached the middle of the forest and were told to pile up some wood so the father could light a fire. Hansel and Gretel gathered brushwood together, making a nice pile for a long-lasting campfire. After the fire crackled steady, the mother said, Now, children, take a nice nap by the fire while your father and I go further into the forest to cut down some wood. When we're all done, we will come back to get you. Hansel and Gretel sat together by the fire, and when lunchtime came, they each ate their bite of bread and remained calm because they could hear what sounded like strokes of a wood axe nearby and were assured their father was still working. However, they were wrong because the father had tied a branch to an old tree so that when the wind blew, it would bang against the tree and mimic the sound of an axe. After many hours of patiently waiting, Hansel and Gretel soon grew weary and fell asleep by the campfire. When they did wake up, it was to strange howling. And Gretel thought she saw shadows of furry creatures with strange horns on their head lurking in the dark. The fire was producing a tiny glow from embers still burning, but the cold was cutting, and Gretel began to cry. 
We slept too long, Hansel, and now the forest is pitch dark. And how will we be able to find our way home? Hansel hugged his sister and told her to wait just a little while until the moon is higher in the sky. And after the moon had fully risen, Hansel took his sister's hand and followed the pebbles he had strewn behind him, which were now lit up like shining little dimes in the moonlight. They walked together for hours and by early morning arrived back at their home and knocked on the front door. Their mother, seeing the children, scolded them, saying, You naughty slugs! You slept like the dead in the forest and we could not wake you up. We thought you were never coming back. But the father, who was filled with remorse, rejoiced at seeing them, for it had wounded his heart to leave them out in the forest all alone. Hansel and Gretel, happy to be back home, started to make their Halloween plans. Gretel had sewn, with the help of her mother, a gigantic crow costume, complete with dyed feathers that gleamed a blue-black color. Cool. Hansel was able to finish his bear costume with an old brown rug and a papier-mâché mask. He was going to be a cute brown bear, nothing too outrageous. The family seemed in good spirits, but one day with Halloween fast approaching, Hansel's mother pulled his father aside and pointed to their empty pantry. Everything has been eaten, and I have killed our last chicken. We only have one loaf left and six eggs I finally managed to get from our hen. But we cannot last the winter with four mouths to feed, and you have no money left to buy food from the market. One cord of woodcut is barely enough for a jug of milk. We will not survive these rising costs. The children must be sent away, and perhaps someone else will take pity on them and raise them as their own. The father's heart was heavy, and he said, It would be better for us to share our last mouthful with our children than send them away to fend all on their own. But his wife would not listen to him and insisted they must save themselves. So, after another day of hunger, he finally yielded to her request. Hansel and Gretel, who again were listening when they were supposed to be asleep, grew very worried. Hansel tried to go outside and gather more pebbles, but found that his mother this time had locked the door. Hansel could not get out. Once again, Hansel comforted his sister who was crying. Go to sleep, Gretel, and do not cry because God will watch out for us. The next morning, the mother woke up her children bright and early, saying, Hurry and wash yourselves because we're leaving soon to go back out into the forest and gather more wood for winter. Here is your bit of bread for your meal. On the way into the forest, Hansel took his bread and dropped little crumbs along the way, turning back every few paces to mark the path. Hansel, why are you stopping and looking back? We need to speed it up our pace. It is too slow, said the frustrated father. I'm looking at my little pigeon who is sitting on our roof saying goodbye. You're a simple fool, said the mother. That is not your pigeon, for we have eaten all the birds we own. It is just the morning sun shining off our chimney. And when they went further into the forest, even deeper than before... They finally set down a nice campfire, adding brush to make the heat even stronger. Now sit here, children, while your father and I work to chop up some more wood, and you can take a nap. Just don't fall too deeply asleep like last time. <laughs>
We will come back and get you later, but you must wake up when we call your names. When it was noon, Gretel shared with Hansel her piece of bread, and soon they grew tired staring at the flames. Evening came and went, but nobody called out their names or came back for them. They finally woke up in the dark forest, and Gretel started to cry, saying she was hearing strange noises and seeing frightful shadows in the dying smoke of their dwindling campfire. Do not worry, Gretel. We will find our way, as the moon will show us our crumbs and lead us back home. But when the moon cast its light on the ground, no crumbs were found, as all the many birds and creatures of the forest who were looking for food, gobbled them all up. Uh Uh-oh. They walked all night in the cold forest and a second day, but found nothing to eat but a couple of berries which grew low on the ground. They were so tired and their legs so heavy from walking that they both sat down beneath a fallen log and fell asleep. It was now three mornings from when they tried to find their way back home and Gretel was losing all hope. Hansel tried to cheer her up, but knew if they did not find help soon, they both would die of hunger or worse things in the woods. When it was midday and they were taking a rest, Gretel put on her Halloween costume that she had brought with her for another layer of warmth. Soon the large raven costume attracted the attention of a beautiful white bird sitting high above, and it sang so sweetly they thought it must have been sent to guide them. So they started following the bird, and soon enough it came to rest upon the fence of the most incredible house. It was just like Hansel described in all the stories. A house stood before them made entirely of baked sweets and candy. The windows were of clear spun sugar, and the roof of rich gingerbread, and the fence was made of dark chocolate Twix bars filled with caramel. So happy to have something to eat, the children didn't think twice about helping themselves. Hansel broke off part of the fence, and Gretel happily nibbled at a cupcake on the windowsill. A voice called out from the house. Nibble, nibble, gnaw. Who is nibbling at my house? The children continued to eat and said, The wind, the wind, the heaven-born wind. Suddenly the door opened, and an old tall woman who squinted and used a set of crutches greeted them by nodding her head. Oh, children, you are ravenous with hunger. Please do come in, and I will fix you a proper meal. Hurry, come inside. You must stop ruining my house. Who has brought you here to me? And pointing to Gretel, who was dressed as a raven, laughed and said, Child, you didn't even ask the proper trick-or-treat greeting at my door. Is it Halloween already? My goodness, time flies. Well, do come in, do come in. No harm shall come to you here. Hansel and Gretel entered the beautiful cottage and noticed two pretty twin beds covered in a soft down quilt with pump pillows. The old lady set before them a feast of apple pancakes with maple syrup, cold milk, and granola with fresh blueberries on top. When they had finished, Gretel took off her costume and laid down to sleep on one of the little beds. Hansel, too, had a hard time keeping himself awake now that his belly was full. 
The old lady encouraged Hansel to take a short nap, and they would be able to hear fun ghost stories when they were well-rested. Hansel and Gretel soon fell deep asleep, thinking they were in heaven. But the old woman was really a wicked witch, whose house always appeared to naughty kids seeking treats at Halloween. She was only pretending to be nice. It was a perfect trap and she loved plumping kids up a bit before baking them into her tasty pot pies. Every year, the trick-or-treaters who came to her cottage were getting fewer and fewer. Parents tended to be more cautious taking them to school events or accompanying them now wherever they went. As she aged, her eyesight was getting so poor at times she thought it might be her last season hunting the little ones. Oh, but she did love seeing the costumes and to hear the little children cry with excitement at the sight of her home. The spells were very tiresome to keep an illusion of her candy home for the full month of October. Sometimes she would cheat and just let the gutters go unchanged. Most kids would go for the easier pickings like the fence or the chocolate chip cookie stepping stones leading to her door. The beautiful white bird, who was also under an enchantment, as it was just an old pet crow of hers, could scout out any kid within five miles of her home. The bird was so valuable to her since her eyes had gotten so bad. So far, her bird had never failed to deliver to her a child or two for the holiday. She just laughed to herself thinking of Gretel's choice of costume and how it was so ironic just like her pet bird who led her to the witch. Early the next morning, the witch was up peeking at the children who slept soundly, imagining the tasty meals they both will make. She seized Hansel by the wrist and woke him, telling Hansel he must now help her by doing some chores. I simply cannot manage my strength, child. It is not what it used to be, I'm afraid. She led Hansel out to the stables and encouraged him to clean out the horse stalls, and while he was in there, locked the gate behind him. Go ahead and yell, Hansel. Nobody out here in the woods is going to hear you. But rest assured, you will be well fed, and there is hay for you to rest your head. Let me out of here, you witch. I want to see my sister. The old witch woke up Gretel and told her that she will need to earn her keep because upon further inspection, her house was severely damaged by their snacking and Gretel needed to pay up. Gretel cried and said she was only seven and didn't have any special skills. But the witch hated crying and told her to shut up. Shut up, girl. I will make sure you have easy chores you can handle. Besides, we need to cook for your brother and make him strong and fat. He cannot do the many repairs I need as a skinny little weakling. Take this pail and fill it with water. We will get started right away on a hearty potato and cheese soup. Gretel was scared by all the demands of the old woman, but smelling the yummy soup cheered her heart. She thought from time to time she heard yelling from someone outside, but with the pot boiling and the smell of the food, Gretel was soon focused on her task at hand. Days went by, and each day Gretel learned how to cook a new meal, and every day she missed her brother Hansel. When she asked the old lady about him, she just shook her head 
and said Hansel needed to build some muscles and is out riding her horses and tending to the barn. Gretel trusted the lady because she saw large amounts of food being carried outside and Gretel only got small amounts to eat for herself. So she assumed her brother was getting strong and doing well. The old lady also asked Gretel about their parents, seeming to care about their fate, and asked if their mother and father were going to be worried about them being gone. Gretel said their parents left them out in the woods to die because they didn't have any more food to eat at home. (laughs) The witch tried to hide her smile, turning ever so slightly away from Gretel. It was just too perfect that their parents would never come searching for them. Halloween was soon approaching and she wanted to make it a fun celebration for them all. She owed them that much at least. So she went one day out to the stables and set down a big pail of water with apples in it. Go ahead, Hansel. Try bobbing for an apple and if you get one before my horse gets it, I will let you visit and say hello to your sister. But Hansel was not very good at the game, and tried and tried, but could not sink his teeth into a single apple. Every day the witch checked on Hansel, asking him to stick his finger out of the gate to measure how much weight he was putting on. But every day Hansel would stick out a chicken bone instead, (laughs) and the witch who had very poor eyesight would sigh at how thin he still was after a full week. The witch was losing patience with the eve of Halloween and exclaimed to Gretel that she needed her to hang the kettle over the fire because, If Hansel be fat or Hansel be lean, tomorrow I will kill him and eat him. Gretel was horrified to know this whole time the witch was lying to her and only trying to fatten up her brother for a meal. Gretel begged the witch to allow her to see her brother one last time and to carve a pumpkin, which was their very favorite tradition. The witch could not stand crying and told her, Please shut up. Do shut up. Keep your noise to yourself. All that crying won't help you at all. I will allow you both to carve a pumpkin and roast some seeds. Yes, I can do that for you. But then Hansel will go bye-bye for good on Halloween. Gretel tried to stop crying and secretly plotted against the witch. Two big pumpkins without blemish were set on the kitchen table along with tracing paper, a magic marker, two very sharp carving knives, and a scoop for the seeds. Trying to be grateful, Hansel sat tied to a chair with his hands free next to his sister Gretel and carefully traced his and Gretel's pumpkin faces. After carving their pumpkins, he carefully tucked his knife away into his pants and replaced it with the chicken bone instead. As the witch cleaned off the table, she was none the wiser that one of her knives had been replaced. Hansel winked at his sister to let her know he had a plan. That night, when the festivities were done and their pumpkins had been set out for display, the witch escorted Hansel back outside and locked him back in the barn stall. I will be back to get you tomorrow, lad. Sweet dreams. And she cackled the most evil laugh he had ever heard. (laughs) Gretel, nervous about the next day, had a hard time sleeping and quietly said prayers all night long. Hansel, meanwhile, back in the stall, used the knife he cleverly hid 
to pick the lock open and put his bear costume on, hiding out in the forest watching the house. The old witch woke up Gretel in the morning and said they needed to bake the crust first for the pot pie. I have already heated the oven and kneaded the dough, girl. She pushed poor Gretel to stand in front of the oven, in which a blast of heat was already pouring out from within. Now, if you could just help me, just by quickly creeping in and see if the temperature gauge is working correctly so we can then put the dough in to bake. It needs to show 385 degrees and I can't see very well. Once Gretel climbed in to check, the witch intended to shut her inside and bake her too for a little appetizer. But Gretel could feel the fear in her heart and did not trust the old witch, saying, I do not know how to do it. Where is the knob for the temperature thing? You silly girl, nobody has taught you anything, have they? The door is big enough to crawl into, see? And she crept up and thrust her head in to show Gretel the knob to adjust was just a stretch up to the right. Once Gretel was inside, she should be able to reach it easily. Gretel was so tempted to push the old lady all the way in, but being only seven, she was just too small to make her budge. Just when she was trying to think of another way, the door to the home flew open and a big bear came barreling full speed into the kitchen and collided full force into the witch. Gretel quickly shut the iron oven door and locked it. Hansel took off his bear mask and fiercely hugged his sister. Gretel, you did it! We are saved! The witch was howling awful and screaming so loud that they both ran out of the house as fast as they could and sat on the front porch waiting until they were confident that the witch was dead. After a couple hours, they both went inside and turned the oven off, but still they did not dare unlock the door. Hansel ran toward the back of the house and found chests filled with pearls, gold, and jewels in the old witch's bedroom and in the attic. Gretel, look what I found. These will keep us well fed and help us survive the winter. There is plenty, too, so we can help out anyone else who is suffering. He filled his pockets with as much as he could carry, and Gretel also looked around for something she could take home. She decided to also fill her pockets with jewels and grabbed the down comforter and called out to the bird. Hello, bird. You led us to this awful place, and you will be here alone now that the witch has died. Come with us and lead us home, please. We shall treat you well. The bird tipped its head as if it understood and started to fly out into the woods. Hansel and Gretel, with no better options, decided to follow as best they could the bird, which no longer looked like a snowy white magical bird, but an ordinary raven. The witch's cottage had also transformed and now only looked like an ordinary cabin. Two full days and two dark nights, Hansel and Gretel hiked through the woods, not knowing or recognizing anything familiar. The first frost of the night was felt, and the leaves were now thick under their feet. Sleeping under the dark canopy was rough, 
as Gretel constantly saw creatures with glowing eyes haunting her and strange shapes prowling around them in the darkness. Hansel could feel the unnatural presence of evil pressing in on them, and the bird was constantly watching far from them on a perch above the ground. It was a good thing Gretel had taken the down comforter as the blanket provided the needed warmth they both desperately sought from the cold night. Despite the treasures in their pockets, they had not encountered a living soul to barter a meal, and it was a growing reality their starvation and weakness would be their end very soon if help was not found. On the afternoon of the third day, the raven led them to a mountain stream, and they followed it up over a steep, treacherous hill with loose rocks and sudden drop-offs. Finally, they descended into a lush valley where a quaint village appeared. Hooray! they shouted. Here they saw fifteen little cottages with orchards and farm animals milling about. At last they felt a sense of hope. Finding a woman carrying a load of fresh linens, they pleaded for a loaf of bread. Dear kind lady, Hansel said, My little sister and I have been walking in the woods for days as we were abandoned by our parents. Would you be able to spare us a bed for the night and some bread? Little Gretel began to cry and the lady's heart broke open. Oh, poor little one, we have more than bread. And shall find your family for anyone can see you both are smart and polite. Now, this lady wasn't old and didn't look like a witch. In fact, she was a pretty woman with a kind smile. Hansel and Gretel knew they could be walking into another trap, but their hungry stomachs overruled their fear. They were shown into the lady's cottage and given a feast of beef stew, roasted carrots, and fresh bread with creamy butter and honey. The lady offered them a bedroll for the evening and said the next day they would ask questions of anyone who heard of parents looking for their lost children. Hansel quickly shut down that idea, saying, Dear kind lady, we actually do believe our parents tried to kill us and would do it again if we ever returned to them. Please do not ask on our behalf. We will make our way in the morning and bother you no more. But the lady tossed and turned that night, worried such young children would be met a terrible fate all on their own. And she could not believe parents would do such a thing to these perfectly sweet children. She snuck out early in the morning before the children woke and met up with some of the men of the village going out to the river for their daily fishing. Hello, I would like to buy some of your trout. And if you please, have any of you heard any gossip of a father or mother who have lost their kids? The men all laughed and said, Unless those kids can be put to work, better for them to be lost than found. But the man saw the lady didn't appreciate his joke, so he went on to say, Well, I do hear of a widow who was also a beggar grieving every day by the old mill. He begs for food and tells everyone a sob story that his wife died and his children were devoured by wolves. Perhaps his children are alive and he is the father who is grieving. He is not from around here. I hear he is just trying to get work and new lodgings as he is all alone and needing a fresh start. The lady thanked the man and found the beggar sitting by the old mill. She offered him to come back with her and have some breakfast, get cleaned up, and help her with some raking of leaves. I am but a poor woodcutter by trade, but I would gladly rake up your leaves and anything else you can think of for me to earn a bit of food to eat. 
You see, my wife has died from choking on her last bite of bread, and my children were left in the woods because my evil wife convinced me we would starve otherwise. I do not deserve your generosity. I am sure my little boy and girl have died to wild animals, and my eyes have run dry from sorrow. Well, your wife has met a well-deserved fate, and perhaps your children are alive. Do not consider yourself helpless. Come along with me. We can talk more after you eat. As the father and lady came closer to the cottage, he could see a small child happily jumping around in the leaves, and the laughter that met his ears made his heart <laughs> leap with joy. Could it be? Is that my little Gretel? He could not believe his eyes. But just as he rubbed them, Gretel looked up and saw her father. Father! Hansel, look! Father has come back for us! Hansel, who had just finished washing his face and behind his ears, came outside and bunched up his fist in anger. Seeing that indeed his father was walking with the lady, he stomped out to greet him with a firm fist aiming for his stomach. Even though he was only nine years old, his punch was like iron and his father doubled over grunting in pain. <sighs> Hansel, please! I have regretted every day I let your evil mother convince me of her plan. Please forgive me because I love you both so much and was resolved to die from a broken heart knowing I would never see you again. But it is a miracle that you are both alive and well. Grunel and Hansel threw themselves into his arms and the father again said he had not known one happy hour since he had left them in the forest. Gretel ran to her bedroll and grabbed her jacket, turning out both pockets and showing all the gold, pearls, and jewels. The lady gasped at the treasure, and they all sat down to the breakfast table, enjoying a tasty meal and hearing all about Hansel and Gretel's haunted Halloween and the evil witch in the woods who tried to kill them. The lady was quite taken with the children and realized the woodcutter, after cleaning up and a beard trim, was quite handsome. Nice. All anxiety of the future was gone. They had enough riches to last a lifetime. The woodcutter fell in love with the kind lady, and together they had a happy home filled with laughter. The children, who had gone through so much trauma, learned to trust adults again, but never craved baked goods or sweets. They expanded the cottage so that Hansel and Gretel each got their own bedroom, which was a good thing because Gretel started annoying Hansel, and he wanted his privacy now that he was almost a teen. Every Halloween after, they made it a tradition to walk together around the village warning children to stay away from the woods and telling them ghost stories from their front porch, which of course included their own very scary tale. Gretel showed off her pet raven, which would follow her command and do tricks for the kids, like flying up off her shoulder to catch a shiny pearl in the air. I would say they all lived happily ever after, and perhaps that is the end of the story of Hansel and Gretel's haunted Halloween. But the raven, you see, was never completely rehabilitated from its former life of leading children to the witch. It would still try to lead children into dangerous places like the deep abandoned well outside of town or the raging river where once in a while a young child would be found floating face down. There would be long periods of time where Hansel and Gretel would not see the raven, but eventually it would come back to them. 
They could not prove anything nefarious happening because of the raven, but rumors were starting to swirl that there was an old lady haunting the forest. She was heard screaming, and her image was that of a dark shadow figure with a pointed hat. There was also seen flying with her a large black raven. Some say she haunts the woods by an old cabin deep in the forest with dark magic surrounding it. Grown men have sworn they have seen and heard three talking bears who live in the cabin. But alas, that is but another grim tale to tell for another time. So is that going to be your next grin? So that might be it. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Well, that is our Hansel and Gretel's Haunted Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's coming. And I agree. That story has made me very ravenous for some food. Oh, my God. That potato cheese soup. I know. Doesn't that sound delicious? I think it's time for some lunch. I think so, too. I think we're going to head out now and (laughs) chow down. Have a cupcake, candy sill. That's right. um, That type of thing with some... uh, cheese potato soup absolutely amazing maybe some baked goods to go yes. with it like some hot fresh bread with butter yes. we, we really do love food crisscross hot buns with crisscross hot applesauce honey butter and twix bars for dessert good night guys some twix ice cream <laughs> all right good night like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode.